0: Disrupt Nation, my name is Anthony Delgado, and today we have a super special guest, Rene LaCardi. Rene is a 23-year-old entrepreneur based out of Los Angeles, California. After dropping out of college at 18 years old, he pursued entrepreneurship and founded a digital marketing agency that has generated over $2 million in revenue in over eight different companies. Rene currently travels the world while running two six-figure businesses from his laptop. Renee, thank you so much for being on the show, dude. Hey, hey, Anthony. What's up, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Living the dream. So, I don't know if you know, recently I just moved to San Juan, Puerto Rico. uh, But I'm actually in New York for the holidays. My my body is adjusting to uh, to these cold temperatures.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was there a month ago, man. It was freezing. I'm from Los Angeles, so it's always beautiful out here. But um, (laughs) New York, I was there for like a week and it, I had to leave. It was like 30 degrees, there was snow. But yeah, it wasn't my thing.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a friend and I was like, um, you know, I think in New York, the reason why people are always working and always hustling is because like, there's nothing else to do, right? Like, it's not like there's a nice beach you can go to or like, you know, uh, it's usually cold and like ugly outside. So like, there's no other choice but to just work all <laughs> day.
1: True, it's so fast too, so it's kind of motivating. Right, in in LA, it's very laid back, so it's hard to stay motivated sometimes. But New York, you're if you're on the go, you're on the go.
0: Yeah, yeah, you definitely you gotta have the hustle inside of you when you're when you're in a, a beautiful place like LA or Puerto Rico, right? Um, mm-hmm. But cool, dude. So yeah, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, uh, you dropped out of college at a, at a young age to pursue entrepreneurship. Um, what like what were your early inspirations like what what made you even think that 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 was the right decision
1: gotcha man well it kind of started really early actually it started before college in general in high school I was I was a pretty bright kid um, but I had like a 2.1 GPA and it was just because I wasn't motivated by the the things they were teaching or I I was I didn't have a passion for what they were teaching so I graduated high school with like a 2.1 GPA like barely graduated um, I ended up going to a community college just because I wasn't 100% sure what to do. I didn't want to commit to a big university, and my grades probably wouldn't have even let me. Uh, and while I was there, I was kind of in college realizing more and more, hey, this might not be for me. It's, it seems like everyone here is here for a different reason than I am. So uh, eventually, I dropped out, and I, I didn't necessarily have a plan. Um, and the way I got more and more into this entrepreneurship thing, I actually saw a video online. I was on YouTube and uh, there was this guy, Ty Lopez. You might've heard of him. Um, but he, <laughs> he had a video saying he was hiring. Uh, so he put this video on YouTube. He was sharing that he was hiring people um, to come work for him. And I was like, yo, this looks pretty cool. Let me see what I can do. I applied, right. At first I didn't think I got the job like, Three years later, or three months later, I mean, uh, I get like a message: "Hey, come get an interview, etc., etc." And uh, yeah, I started working for Ty Lopez for about a year and a half, and that—that's how I got into entrepreneurship. Oh, that's awesome! Very cool.
0: So, so you're working for Ty, and then, so my—that's interesting. My thought of Ty was that he was all about teaching entrepreneurship, so when you worked with him, were you like a freelancer or how did that work?
1: No, man, I, w- I was an actual employee and, and Ty's methodology behind it is right. There's some people that are meant to be entrepreneurs and some people that are meant to be intrapreneurs, meaning people that kind of flourish within uh, an environment where you're working for someone else. Right. And I was there, like I said, for about a year and a half. And I think at heart, I'm more of an entrepreneur than someone that, that works for someone else. So, you, I use that as like a huge learning experience because you pick up so much information, right? Especially from this guy that's teaching hundreds, thousands of people, reaching millions of people. I, I learned so much, just like experience that you can't replace with anything else.
0: No, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think that's a learning experience uh, of a lifetime, right? To work really closely with people. You're um, able to see the, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, right? Like everything in between. And I think sometimes when you work at giant, giant organizations and for, for giant influencers, giant people, you're able to realize like, wow, I could actually do it myself. Like I could do it too, right?
1: Yeah, and you see it because, again, working there, you, I got to network with a lot of people as well. So when you connect with more people, you're learning more, and your learning curve accelerates. Like a lot of the stuff you hear online about like your, your network or the people you're with, that's 100% true, man. It's almost like magic, to be honest with you. Cause I didn't feel like I was learning a lot, but then when I started my first business, I was like, whoa, I know all of this stuff. A year ago, I knew none of it. <laughs> and that's that's it. That's how I kind of got into it. And then I started a social media agency, right? Cause that's like the Thai's biggest thing that people are starting from learning from Thai. Um, so I started one of those and it worked out. I grew it to six figures in about, I wanna say nine months. Wow, that's awesome. That's super cool.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of actually a, a article that I read in Entrepreneur Magazine when I was a kid, and it was about uh, an African-American guy. They were highlighting him because he became a multimillionaire, and he worked in Taco Bell for 10 years. Wow. Wow he worked his way up right became like the general manager learned everything there was about the food industry and then saved up money and then he started his own chicken franchise so he was able to learn everything there was about food from taco bell and then apply it to like a fried chicken shack like something like a competitor to kfc and now he has like multiple locations all throughout texas And it was all because when he was working, he was also learning at the same time. And I almost feel like that's the best education, right? The best education you can get rather than just going to college is actually real world experience. The the bad thing with college is you leave out of college and you have all this debt. And then on top of that, you have no experience at all. And, you know, companies more and more now, they don't only want to see that you have a college degree. They want to see experience. So 100%, man. definitely made the right decision and like being able to find a mentor and find a job where you're getting paid, you're also learning. And then that gave you the, the courage and the know-how and the skills to then go and start your own, your own agency.
1: Right. And, and, the, and I completely agree with you with the college point. Cause here's, here's what it is. I'm 23 years old. A lot of my friends are just graduating college or they graduated last year. And they have these degrees in marketing I actually was having lunch with a friend of mine. And uh, she was telling me about how she had just gotten her degree in marketing. I was like, Oh, no way. Like I have a marketing agency. This is what I do. And I start kind of bringing up these marketing terms or stuff that we do at our agency. And she had no idea what I was talking about. So you kind of see like how outdated the stuff they're teaching there is as well. Cause the landscape for digital marketing changes every couple months. Just like anything cutting edge, it, it changes super fast. Um, you might have seen like different examples in like crypto, right? Crypto changes super fast. Uh, what else changes super fast? I guess uh, entrepreneurship as a whole, social media as a whole, changes super fast. Now you have all these influencers and stuff as well. Whereas three, four, five years ago, they were around, but they're not as prominent as they are now.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Well, and the platforms changed, too. So that's the other funny thing. Like, um, you know, you had MySpace. MySpace has its day. Then Facebook got really big. And then Snapchat got really big. And Instagram got really big. Twitter, you know. But now there's different waves. and There's different seasons, you know. And, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you don't evolve, you'll get stuck being that MySpace influencer that never did anything else after that. You know, so you have to make sure that you're on all different platforms, that you're paying attention and that you don't get left behind
1: when when attention shifts and, and trends change. Right. Right. And, and right now, I don't know if you're seeing it, but TikTok is actually doing like this. Yeah, huge... they're, they're trending. They're in the top 10 in the app store. Right. They're doing this like huge rollout on everything. YouTube. Uh, you're probably seeing Instagram ads. They're using they're getting big celebrities on the platform. Just because they've been doing this huge rollout, and it's actually catching on. Originally, it was just for like little kids, and then now you see like adults making these TikToks. So I'm probably even going to hop on that soon too, man. I'm seeing the trend there, and it, it we're a little early, but there's definitely potential in that as well.
0: No, yeah, definitely. Um, so, and a lot of people don't realize this. So TikTok is actually the evolution of Musical.ly. So Musical.ly rebranded, they called it TikTok. So now all the people that were smart on Musical.ly and a lot of people were thinking, oh, damn, um," you you know, because Musical.ly had announced they were shutting down. Now these people who had millions of followers on Musical.ly now converted into TikTok and now TikTok's the new thing. So all the early adopters of of Musical.ly not only did they build a big brand and, and a lot of their brands have have, um, have transferred over to other platforms as well, but now when TikTok rebranded, they were able to benefit from, from the time they invested in music.
1: Right, it, it's changing. The internet is changing the game, man. I know a lot of people say that, but from experience, it's, it's so true. Like you see businesses that are being formed. Like I, I started two six-figure businesses or I helped build two six-figure businesses in the span of a year and a half a year and a half and that's crazy i'm 23 years old so it's like the fact that i'm able to do that right with the power of the internet there's no there's no time in like the history of the universe the history of the planet where you're able to do that except for now just because you can hit everyone on the face of the earth using this platform which is the internet
0: no yeah definitely so Let's talk about it now. So, when did you when did you know your first client, and when did you know okay, I'm gonna start my own agency. I'm gonna venture out on my own.
1: So, it actually started. It's funny enough when I talk about this this networking stuff. You have to networking is always like almost like making friends. People think it's going out and like going to these business events and making business acquaintances, but it's about building genuine relationships. That's really that's what it is because. When you build a genuine relationship you want to talk to these people more and more if you're literally just going out for the purpose of networking you build like a meaningless relationship where it's you're hitting someone up and they're not responding vice versa or you're using someone just because you need something as opposed to hey let's talk let's hang out whatever and if you get something from it you get something from it so my first client for this digital marketing agency and kind of the idea of where i got planted in my head that i should start my own business I was at a, a poker game, a couple of friends of mine, we all kind of had a poker night and we invited people. So a lot of people came and we're sitting around this poker table having a conversation and we're just kind of talking about what we do. I, I was in marketing at the time working for Ty and I was explaining, yo, I do marketing. He was like, Oh no way. Like, that's cool. How hard is it to do internet marketing? I was like, it's not that hard, honestly. So he said, Hey, my wife is starting a business. If you want, to do our marketing, if you can help us with your marketing, um, you should definitely do that. Like since it's not too hard, like see what it's all about. So I was like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. Eventually I did their marketing and it was, it was, it, we were off to a slow start, but then it picked up and it continues to pick up. And that's what I consider my first real client. And we had them from there. They referred me to someone else. And then those people referred me to someone else. And then, it's almost like a snowball effect, right? It it starts speeding up and picking up momentum. And eventually more and more people are hitting you up. Hey, can you do our marketing? Hey, can you do our marketing? You're able to charge more. uh, You're able to get into more detail. And eventually for me, I mean, it was to the point where I didn't need to work for anyone anymore. I could go and take this business to the next level and scale it.
0: Definitely. And now how have you been able to scale it? um what what things have you learned from trying to scale
1: it uh, i guess the idea of time versus money uh because even with a digital marketing agency right you could hire employees but they won't be able to do as good of a job as you like you can't replicate yourself so the, the issue with scaling a business and this is what a lot of entrepreneurs will talk about it's you there's only one of you there's only one of you, right? Like, would it be, let me ask you a question. Would it be difficult to find someone else to host this podcast?
0: Uh, yeah, I think if I got another host, people might be a little confused.
1: Right, exactly. So this is something that's directly taking up your time, right? And this is, it, that's just part of the business. So for me to scale my agency, it's going to take my time. It's not something I can delegate to someone else or hire someone to do because one they're either not going to do as good of a job and it's going to ruin a little bit of the reputation of my agency or two it's going to scale slower so if it's me doing all the talking me acquiring clients me kind of spearheading some of our marketing efforts you see better results and you grow a little bit faster for sure
0: yeah i think um i think that's definitely a challenge you know, especially a client might only want to work with you, right? They might not even want to work with anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. So you being able to create processes that are automated so that they do, you don't have to sacrifice quality, right? They do um, uh, get the same quality of service, whether they whether the work's done by you or anyone else, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, so you want to definitely make sure that you create processes that are automated so that your quality is always high. They're always getting the the highest level of service. If you look at um, McDonald's, I mean, that's why McDonald's and Starbucks and all of these franchises are able to scale so well. It's because I know that anywhere in the country, if I walk into a McDonald's, the cheeseburger is going to taste exactly the same, right? I don't want to feel like if I go into a McDonald's I'm going to um, get a different type of burger, right? It's the same thing with a diner, right? If there's a diner right next to a McDonald's, I might end up going to the McDonald's because I'm trusted, right? And I don't trust the diner because I don't know what
1: type of food that diner might have, right? Um, yeah, I've actually heard this one before and someone said like, could you imagine how weird it would be if you went to McDonald's and they had tacos? Yeah, like it, no, it would just feel they wrong. didn't have burgers, right? Yeah, it would just go wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, no for sure. Um so that's I think you want to try to do that with your company and and also uh productize your services too, right? Um so that's a problem that we had early on was uh people would just be like, "Hey, I need help with like everything," right? I need a website, I need a logo, I need branding, I need marketing, I need Twitter, I need Facebook, I need Instagram, I need LinkedIn, you know, and you end up spreading yourself so thin and then you're not specializing or focusing on one thing and actually doing it well, right? Like master, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Right, Um, right. So focusing on like creating products out of your business and it's like, hey, if you buy our X package, you get X amount of service and it's always the same quality of service.
1: You know, and that and that makes it so much easier for a consumer too, or a client in general. Right. When you it's funny with one of my other businesses, it's crazy that you're talking about productizing because for one of my other businesses, we uh, used to have only two products. Right. And now we have three. But we notice when you have just two or three products, it makes people's lives so much easier because they know they know what's up. They kind of go there and they're like, this is what I want or this is what I want you not, you don't give them too many options. And it's, it's simple. They click on your website. They see it. They're like, this is cool. I like it. Definitely. Absolutely.
0: So what do you think is going to be next for you now? You have your agency. Um, how many people right now are you are part of
1: your company? So right now we have about seven people per company. And then, the other business has about six
0: very cool so, and so let's talk about what the other business what's the other business
1: now uh, So the other business is actually an Instagram growth service, and this one's kind of there's a stigma attached to this man. Uh, have you heard about all the, like the, the Instagram automation and like people are like on like different sides of the fence It's crazy uh, that's why I don't really talk about it too much but I'm gonna give you everything on the podcast today, but yeah, what do you think about that whole Instagram automation thing? Have you heard too much about it?
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely um, played with it myself. I've definitely uh, have friends and different colleagues that that have done it and used it, and yeah, I think it's I think it's a mixed bag. But I think what people that criticize that's those types of things. My question is, is it getting you results? Because if it's getting you results, then every, every other stigma that you might say about it is actually made up. I had a guy, um, he's actually a friend of mine. He's a multimillionaire and he wants to become an influencer. Right. And I was like, Hey, you know, you should run some paid ads, you know, like create amazing content. Number one, which that's the most important thing, right? If you, if your content's no good, then who cares? um if you're running ads right but if you're creating amazing content that's step one now step two run some paid ads oh no I don't want to sell out I don't want to run paid ads I just want it to be organic (laughs) I'm like okay well what if we do some Instagram automation we do liking and commenting x y and z right oh no that's phony I want to be real okay but all right. so you still really have 300 followers (laughs) <laughs> and I know this dude and he's had the same <laughs> 300 followers the whole time he actually does make really good content he if I mm-hmm. hired a videographer to fucking follow him around he's <laughs> Gary V but he doesn't run any paid ads and he doesn't do anything to, to get his uh, account to get more eyeballs and then, bro and that's that's like, exactly
1: what it leads into
0: like either you have excuses or you have results right now you just have excuses you know
1: fire fire it's true though. Cause it ultimately it leads back to content. When you were saying like Instagram automation, right? People will say, Oh, it's phony. It doesn't work. But at the end of the day, results are generated by you. Uh, whether you do paid ads, the only reason I think each one has its own benefit, right? When you do paid ads, you're getting people to your page. It's just going to cost more money. Not everyone has thousands of dollars to spend on marketing every month. Right. Well, that's well, growth hacking, right? <laughs> <laughs> so with like Instagram automation, you're getting the eyeballs on your account. You're just doing it in a different way. Uh, it's more cost effective. Yeah, it, it, some people might look at it in a bad way, but at the end of the day, if it's driving results for you, that's perfect. But again, those results are all based on your content. Some people make dope shit. Some people don't. So that's, that's what it leads back to. Well, yeah, no, nah, for sure. Like,
0: and, and listen, I get hit with bots all the time. I get weird likes and weird comments, and then I check out the account. And it depends who it is, right? If I look at the account and the person has no pictures, I actually, I got a DM today. I should screenshot it. Um, <laughs> it was supposedly a female, supposedly, called Tamara. And... I get a weird DM from somebody who's not following me. So that's weird. How are you going to DM me if you're not following me, right? I know right. they may, but that's a little weird. And it says, hey, I need some advice from you. How do I reach a high number of followers? So now I check out the account and it has no posts. Ooh. Zero posts. Ooh, Why would I, I follow you? you. <laughs> Why would I follow you? There's nothing to follow. Exactly. There's nothing to follow. So like you have to first and foremost give people something to follow if you if if i engage with your account whether it was done with a bot or organically and i look at your profile and there's nothing there there's no videos there's no or the videos are really high uh really low quality right why would i go and engage with your stuff why would i want to why would i want to do that right but if I look at your account and there are attractive videos, there are attractive photos, it is something that's going to entertain me. Then, all right, cool. Let me follow this person. Let me see what they post next, right?
1: Yeah, um, 100%, 100%. So I and think, like I said, are if you're doing the right thing, the
0: wrong, the wrong metrics, right? It's like the wrong KPIs. The KPI should be, first of all, sales, right? Like this is another thing that I say. Like I don't want followers. I rather have their email address, their phone number, and their credit card number. Like that's what I'd rather have first before I before I have a follower, right? Before I care about right. the number of followers, I want their phone number and their credit card number. Like that's the numbers that I care about. But at the same time, like you're like you're going you're going about it backwards, right?
1: And it's kind of the same thing that that happened with Ty. I mean, a lot of people. Ty got a bunch of controversy when he when he rolled out like his "Here in My Garage" ad. Have you seen that ad? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so a, a bunch of people were like scam artists, con man, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, man, like the ad was effective. The ad crushed it. It kind of changed the landscape of online advertising in the sense of like, there's a lot of people that are offering courses and stuff now kind of doing the same thing Ty did. But he was the first one where you saw like just a video shot on your phone put in front of your eyes in a commercial online yeah for sure so and it, it got results so people were focusing on like how he did it more instead of like what he achieved out of it and there's a floyd May- floyd mayweather actually said this and i it resonates with me always it's not a it's not how you win it's as long as you win
0: Hmm.
1: No, so yeah well, so that's, you're
0: winning. that's something i mean myself personally i i was i, I didn't really like ty you know like the the in my the ferrari in my garage video yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um i just saw it like after it became a meme like i probably saw it like years later um so i never really followed him too close but like eh, it's not really my style i'm not big on on um the glorification of material things i have my own views whereas i feel like we've been brainwashed to kind of value the wrong things like i'm super simple bro like when i was young i used to buy jordans i used to buy fucking flashy chains and jewelry and all stupid shit and you know now that i've gotten older like right now i'm wearing adidas bro like i'm wearing the same (laughs) black and white adidas that i wear every day they're mad comfortable and i wear my disrupt shirt almost every day like i'm very simple i got like 30 disrupt shirts and i just rock them shits every day you're on
1: that steve jobs yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly that's my mentality and like i try not to and i like flashy things you know right i try to like not get caught up in material things so for me he wasn't really at the, that time of my life that wasn't really my style but then i started meeting people that took his courses took his programs and then they started successful companies and they were doing their thing and like mm-hmm. hmm, okay well if i buy a 40 dollars course but then I start a company and my company's successful, then that's not a scam. That means it worked.
1: Right. right. And this—the here's the thing too, because I i like material things. It's just kind of the same thing. I had a single mom, so we were super simple. Even to this day, like I don't need a bunch of ex- expensive stuff. I like it, but I don't need it. But uh, it's another thing, kind of what you were saying. Because he did that, it paved the way for kids like me, right? And there's, hundreds to thousands of kids like me I know a bunch of kids dozens of kids like me just in LA alone where they're like clearing six figures without a job and in their 20s so it it paved the way for kids like me because without Ty what I did wouldn't have been possible right and I'm sure there's a lot of other kids that feel that way too so it's almost like the good outweighs the bad in a sense
0: no yeah no absolutely and uh, here's the thing like Again, look at the results. What's the KPI? First of all, Ty made money. Second of all, the people that bought his course and followed it, a lot of them made money. A lot of them didn't make money. But how many people go to college and they spend a hundred thousand dollars and they don't make any money, right? Exactly. So by selling some shit for fifty bucks, like even if you got one day's worth of value out of it, like it's really not a not a bad deal at all, you know. And so I've definitely shifted my mindset a lot. I mean. When I was younger, I mean, I think it's also the scarcity mentality, right? Like like you said, like oh you grew up with a single mother like I did too, and it's like, okay, when you don't have anything and someone's asking you for fifty dollars, you look at it like it's a big deal and people are really scared to invest in themselves, right? But mm-hmm. one of the things that's helped me the most in my life is actually investing in myself, right? I've taken courses that were like thousands of dollars and I'm actually happy that I took them because they were able to propel me to, to new heights and make me think about the world differently and all of those things. And that would have never happened if I didn't make that investment in myself. Um, So I I think, you know, there's definitely a stigma with buying courses online and stuff like that, but that's slowly changing, especially when, like I said, you compare it to going to college. You could go to college and spend $100,000 and that's an accepted, uh, that's accepted, but, Mm -hmm go and you take a course that's online and it's 50 bucks 100 bucks even a thousand um you know we need to change that stigma of saying it's necessarily a scam now that being said there are scams out there i saw i saw a infomercial on the internet that was like you press a button and money goes in your bank
1: account oh yeah there's, bro there's a lot like that
0: it like literally and i'm watching the whole one it was like a 30 minute ad and i'm like waiting like okay i get it that's a funny joke when are you going to get to the punchline <laughs> and tell me what this really is? And it didn't. It was literally oh my 30 God. minutes of, yo, you press a button and then your bank account. And the guy like goes to the bank and like checks his account. And, <laughs> and <hold it laughs> so, up, right? so, like that's definitely a scam, right? But if bro, t-
1: that's so you, sketchy. Like,
0: Yeah, that's definitely sketchy. But if Tyler was telling you to start a marketing agency and then let's say not even 50%, let's say 10% of the people that take Ty's shit end up really starting a marketing agency and really just they live in life on their own terms because they started a um marketing agency that's good that means it worked,
1: right. mm-hmm. you know and and at the end of the day it's all it all really dependent on you in terms of ev- everything we've talked about today is like content uh if your content is good it's gonna blow up like that's just how it is if your work ethic is good you're obviously gonna see some reward in that so at the end of the day, it's all dependent on you. You can't really blame all the exterior forces, right? Cause you said yourself, you had a single mom, you kind of paved the way for you. I was kind of the same way. And I, I managed to find a way out of it. So I always hear a lot of people blaming their circumstances. Uh, they never kind of take the time. They just really hold themselves accountable to do it. Cause at the end of the day, it's really just doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you have one advice, For the younger version of yourself, the 18 year old version of yourself, and you had no money, no resources, all you have is Wi-Fi and a dream. What advice would you give yourself?
1: Buy Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um I would just tell myself to take it more seriously, man. I was very lax as uh when I was 18. I was kind of just too focused on other stuff like girls and kinda getting on i wasn't really worried about like working at the time because it it never was a reality to me so if i could give 18 year old renee 23 23 year old renee's work ethic it would it would change the game it would change the game especially for me because i built like i said i built both like i helped build both of these companies in like a year and a half so if i got a four-year head start i can only imagine where i would be right now
0: Definitely. What's one thing that you learned from working with
1: Oh uh, Shoot, man. He has something called a, like a worth the damn factor. And essentially it means it's just, it's just saying like, if you want something, you have to deserve it. You have to be, you have to, it's almost like the universe giving it to you, I guess. Um, if you want a good body, right. But all you do, his example is, if you want a good body, you want to be buff but all you do is eat McDonald's every single day for every single meal. Like, do you really deserve the good body? Not really. Right. So if you want a good body and you're working out every single day and you're putting the work in, you're deserving it. And, and what happens is you get the body that you deserve. So at the end of the day, everything is balanced out. You get what you deserve if you have this like worth a down factor. So that was a big thing. Definitely.
0: Um, all right. Cool, man. Uh, I got one last question. I know we're
1: running low on time. What does disrupt mean to you? Disrupt, man, is just changing changing the, the norm, right? So a, a good example, everyone is living kind of their life on autopilot. Disrupt that, change that, change your schedule, do something different and kind of make an impact. Like Steve Jobs says, one of my, another one of my favorite quotes is uh, put a ding in the universe.
0: For sure. I love that, bro. Well, Renee, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate your insights. Um, if people want to reach out to you on social media or connect with you, what are the best places to do that?
1: You can follow me on Instagram at Renee Lacad, Renee L-A-C-A-D, or connect with me on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome, brother. Well, awesome, man. thanks again for being on the show, bro. Thank you for, for what you're doing in the universe. Definitely inspiration to young people all all around that all they need to succeed is Wi-Fi and a dream. And <laughs> yeah, man, I gotta get you out to Puerto Rico, man. Hey man, I'd love to visit. Talk soon, Anthony. All right, talk soon.